You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. So, quick dis- disclaimer for you guys. Um, I am going to sound like absolute shit for at least this episode, if not more, because that's how it usually works. Because last week, when we went to go record our break for... The Mind Flayer episode before we posted it. Guess what I got? I got the flu. Who gets the flu in July? You, apparently. You. Me. Yeah. So, um... Fuck you. That's where I'm at. I mean, I don't think you sound terrible. Fair. I mean, you, you, you maybe sound, like, irregular enough, but, like, I don't think you sound awful. Uh, that's fair. Like I, I did when I had the flu this year. I sounded pretty bad the day of, so yeah, uh, that's one. That's the reason why uh, Travis was in here in our recording booth on his own. But um, yeah. now I just sound like I'm constantly sucking on a cough drop because I am constantly sucking on a cough drop. <laughs> hey, listen, do what you got to do. And I guess I guess it's a little better that maybe that's what's been like maintained the longest in you being ill instead of something that's like. You actively feel like you're dying. That's true. Although I did have a fever for, that I had to fight for like three days. It's like yeah, that's exactly. a that's a whole other thing. So it's like maybe it's better that you maybe sound kind of ill still, but you don't have a fever as opposed to you're running 101 degrees, but you sound fine. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I would say that, but yeah, no, me too. Especially because I'm a big baby. But that's just been my week. How, how has your week been, Lewin? Well, it okay. I don't know if this kind of thing gets anyone else, but I I find that I have these kinds of experiences a lot. And this was not a a weak kind of thing for me. In fact, actually, these two occurrences happen within 12 hours of each other. Oh, wow. So first, I was at work and, you know, I recently had a birthday and I mentioned that offhandedly to one of my coworkers. And she's like, oh, how old are you now? And I told her 23 because I am 23. (laughs) And another coworker of mine chimed in and she was like, Oh, really? I thought you were like 28. <laughs> I was like, you know, and she she clarified it by saying that I seem... You seem more mature, that kind of thing. Yeah. The usual thing that people say when they accidentally fuck up someone's age. When of they being, add five years to your yeah. age. When they add five years to your age. <clears throat> and then later during the day after work, um, I was out and somebody asked my age uh, and I told her and she was like... Okay, and then basically went on to imply that she needed to clarify because she thought I might be a minor. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> within twelve yeah. hours, I I uh, regressed eleven years. I got twenty eight, and then basically seventeen, 17. or under. Wow! How 
Okay. And like, I understand that there's, there's a little bit, and I find this happens to me a lot. People usually do not guess my age correctly. And when I say correctly, I'll take anything within like two years. Right. Like I would take 21, I would take 25. And you know, as of like a little while ago, I would take, you know, 20, 20, and I would take 24, but like, (laughs) and there's, there's such a wide, and like, I understand that like neither of these people meant anything by it. And there was also the difference of like, you know, at work I had on like a full face of makeup, which I think makes me look a little older. Right. And then, you know, like later that day I had on no makeup. I had my glorious adult acne just all out there. My (laughs) eyebrows were not done. (laughs) So I get that there's a little bit of a difference there, but literally within 12 hours. I went from one extreme to the other. other. Your your age has always been a little bit like that, though. Like, I remember when we were kids and people would think that you were either way older than me or way younger than me. And no one ever thought for, like, an instant that we were the same age. Yeah, or that I was my right age. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about my face or, or my, my countenance, the way I carry myself, that makes it impossible for people to guess my age. I don't know what it is. But you're, that's, you're timeless. Timeless. Thank you. That's a... <laughs> I've never, I've never been told that. Actually, I'm gonna bask in that for a minute. Good. There you good. go. But um, that is actually a, a good way to put it and to uh, transition to what we're actually gonna be talking about today, because we are talking about the timeless people. We're talking about elves. Ah, uh, it's here. The timeless beauty. The timeless beauty of the elves. I'm so, I'm so hyped. I've been so ready for the elves episode. Like I knew it was coming. I just well, didn't know when. The first of the elves episode. Because like Yikes. the other ones, I'm sure that there's a lot. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. No, this is not even this is this is like elves part one. Of an ongoing docuseries. Yes. This is this is a docuseries. Oh. Um produced hmm. by Dungeonpedia Enterprises. Yes. Um, LLC. <laughs> What? I I just see what stuff. Is, I just see LLC added to the well, end of stuff. Okay, no, I do too, but I thought that you having said that, you might actually know what that means because I don't. No. Okay. I well, was talking out my ass. You know, at one point I actually looked it up and I don't remember what it was now, so. Okay, well. No idea. <laughs> anyway, um, and this is actually, okay, so I don't know if I've ever, because you have each done episodes on your favorite races. Yes. Travis did an episode on gnomes. You did an episode on tieflings. And I feel like I need to clarify that elves are not my favorite Dungeons and Dragons race. My favorite Dungeons and Dragons race is half elves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I played enough D&D with you to know that. Listen, leave me alone. <laughs> um, no. Leave me alone and let me sit here and talk about elves by myself for the next hour. I mean, I could do that, but I feel like it wouldn't be as entertaining. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Just because there's not someone to continuously interrupt you. And- <laughs> well, but then I I would like I would say something that would be a lead in to one of you asking a question or making a comment, but then there would just be like a block of silence. And then I would just start talking again. Nice. Anyway, so but the thing is is that in order to get to half elves I felt like I needed to talk about elves first. Yeah, I mean, everyone kind of knows what humans are. Kind of got to talk about elves a little bit. Though I did I did find out partially through researching this, which I feel like I sound naive by saying this and assuming that this wasn't the case. I always figured that in Dungeons & Dragons, humans were just going to be like, oh, like, this is a human, it's whatever. But there's actually in, um, like, Forgotten Realms, uh, I think it's Forgotten Realms, yeah, 
There's a lot of like different, like actual different, like ethnic groups and stuff. That's really cool. Anyway, this isn't a humans episode. No, this is elves. 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 Arguably the more exciting component in the half elf stew. Arguably, but that's coming from a bunch of humans. So yeah, we don't know. Maybe the maybe the grass is is greener on the other side. Maybe. You never know. There's actually, I, I was sort of torn on whether or not I thought there was going to be a whole like excessive amount about elves or kind of not that much because I feel like everyone knows what an elf is, right? Right. Like everyone has had enough tangential exposure to like Lord of the Rings that they know what an elf is. But there's a lot. There's a lot about elves, you guys. And a lot of different like cool sub races and stuff. I'm not, you know, I'm going to stop hyping it. We're just going to start talking about this. So we are going to start back in, you know, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And then also a uh, Dragon Magazine uh, issue 60, the Elven point of view, um, which is where I'm getting all my Advanced Dungeons and Dragons stuff about elves is. So, you know, you have your basic stuff that I'll talk about in a minute. But one important distinction that separates elves from other some other humanoid creatures like humans and dwarves and things like that is that elves are in possession of spirits and not souls. Okay, I do remember when I was reading into uh, the Wolf episode, reading a little bit about that distinction, mm-hmm. because, you know what, I'm going to stop talking. You can keep going. <laughs> I-, I know what's coming, and I'm excited. Okay, um, so the difference being, this is per deities and demigods, souls are more permanently, like, souls become more permanently tied to a plane, and receive greater punishments and rewards after the death of their vessel than do spirits. So, like, kind of per what we discussed in Taylor's Plains episode, is that if you have, like, a lawful good human cleric, like, that is a person who has a soul, not a spirit. So if they are rewarded by their god and they go to the uh, demiplane... Demiplane? I don't remember. It was a full plane. Okay, no, it's a straight-up plane. Yeah. Um, of Elysium after their death, chances are good they're just going to stay there yeah. for the rest of eternity, unless some kind of fuckery happens. Yeah, it's staying on Mount Olympus and that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Whereas, like, a spirit is more mutable and subject to, well, not more subject to the will of the, de- of the particular deity that that, first, that person follows, but, like, it would not be uncommon for a deity to decide that they want a spirit to go back to the prime material plane in a new body. So this means that elves can be and sometimes are reincarnated. They don't They don't live long enough. <laughs> they have to be reincarnated. Right, because they don't live for hundreds of years. I don't actually remember the lifespan of an elf. Well, in Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, they live for... Well, okay, it says at least... Obviously, this implying that they don't get killed or right. whatever before. A natural lifespan. Is 1,200 years. Oh. But they max out at 1,600. <laughs> so that's actually quite a bit longer. The f- What? Yeah. Um, this is... So this is quite a bit longer back in the day than it is nowadays because as a 5th edition, which actually, we're not even going to get to 5th edition today. This is the only mention oh. of 5th edition that will oh. be in this episode is that they max out at about 750 years in 5th edition. Okay, so they cut that down quite a bit. They cut that down quite a bit. Still, though, they didn't cut it down even by half. Yeah. No, they cut it down by over half. 
Well, if you're going off of the first at least 1,200 yeah. years. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going off of the max, though, okay, which is Okay, so they can live to a max of 750 in 5th edition? Yes. That's still a long freaking time. That's a lot longer than I would want to live. Yeah, me too. I mean, 700 years. Think mm-hmm. about the shit you see. Mm-hmm. All the wars and crap that you see. Mm-hmm. All oh, the, my God. The, the rises and falls of empires. Whole. I feel like at that point, it would be like, oh, another war broke out. Uh, That's uh, cool. Like as you, they, think as you, you get sip desen- your tea from your balcony. Yeah, yeah you th- like you think you get desensitized now. Imagine being like 600 and just seeing another human war breaking out over this one little border. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't they fight about that like two centuries ago? I don't understand what the big deal is. But it's also funny because we're going to talk a little bit about elven wars later too. So mm. they're not they're not immune to stupid fuckery they are very chaotic as i recall yes um that's something about elves that has been maintained for a very long time so like as for their chaotic nature and also some of their like like they're elves you know they're they're light they're wispy they're dexterous um so much so that i don't think this this doesn't apply in fifth edition i don't believe but as of uh advanced dungeons and dragons they have a bonus to their dexterity and they actually take a hit to their constitution Oh wow! So there, it's very much the the, the light, wispy, you and know, a little more frail. Yes, they. Yes. In fact, actually, like elves in general, and also some specific sub races are described by how more or less frail they are than garden variety elves. Huh. Um, okay, that's different. different. Yeah, but they they always keep that kind of lithe. They're better at running and tactics than they are at like a full on and like. Punch out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Also interesting about this is that I don't know the stipulation of this, but it it's it stated that some elves, quote, may know that they have spirits instead of souls and therefore could be reincarnated, which kind of affects their already strange perspective on life and death and doing things and right. yada yada. So it it's not a commonly known thing that elves are different than humans in the aspect of soul versus spirit, but some elves know that they have... I don't know. It just said that some elves may know that they have spirits. See, because... And this probably changed from uh, what the additions that I looked into both uh, lore on, which I honestly couldn't tell you what edition that was for because I was not as good at finding that information out when I did that research. Um, like, I had all the PDFs and, like, what they, what edition they were for, but I don't remember what edition they were for. Anyways, all that is is a little different from what I was reading, which was that um, all elves believe in reincarnation. They just, it's not like a 100% fact, I guess. It's kind of like a belief that they are reincarnated. Mm-hmm. And that um, it just also happens to be a fact. Uh, yeah. It's just not treated as a known thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and to, to me, these things also, like, they don't necessarily contrast, but I think it's interesting that both of these things are stated to be true about the elven mindset, is that they are unafraid of death, but that they're not they're not prone to being, like, too foolhardy, mm-hmm. because... They they kind of value the length of time which they are alive because they know that, like, there's things in the future that they could do. So even though they're unafraid of death, it's not that they 
like really throw themselves out there in the way that you might think somebody who's unafraid of death does. Okay, so it's kind of like more of a uh, <laughs> cultural respect for death than a cultural fear for death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. And elves are weird. Elves are weird. <laughs> elves are weird. Like, I just imagine that that for, like, you know, and there, there's a lot about, like, how they interact with other races, but I imagine that, that, like, interacting with elves is probably very weird and also very frustrating. Probably. For, like, shorter-lived races to interact with them. Yeah. Because they're just, they're so weird. I, I love elves. I know. There's also many different types of elves to love. Yes, um, I did also know that. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about some of them. So um, in AD&D, there are like there are several different types of elves. You have your garden variety elves, which I believe are also referred to as high elves as per the player's handbook. And that's like when you play as an elf, it's stated in the player's handbook that Unless otherwise you're you're a high elf. Okay. So, so that would be one of those things that it's like if you wanted to play as like a drow or something like that, you'd have to work that out with your dungeon master. Right. So like it's like the default is high elf and here are these other little sub races if you like variants to talk about with your your DM. Well, the thing is these variants weren't even listed in the player's handbook. Oh. These are from Dragon Magazine. Okay. Are they from Dragon Magazine? They might be. They're either uh, from Dragon Magazine or they're no, they're from the Monster Manual. Okay. I believe. So you have high elves, which I'm going to talk about my issue with the term high elves later. Um, And these are people of pale complexion with green eyes and dark hair. So I'm imagining kind of Mediterranean almost. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. Grecian, Italian. Yeah. So these are your, like, they're elves. You know, they're dexterous. They live a long time. You know, yada, yada. And you had sea elves who... This is exactly what they sound like. Yeah. They were essentially elven mer people who like part of their their society was that they had close friendships with dolphins. <laughs> How cool is that? Close elven friendships with dolphins. Yeah. Nice. Elves are great? weird. Elves are hippies. Elves are hippies. But all right, so friendships well, with dolphins. Yeah. I like it. They're even more more hippie elves, I would say. Yeah. Um, you had the drow who just yeah. historically have been just reviled by other races, especially other elves. This was still the case back then. You yeah. Know. Poor drow. Poor drow. They were gray elves who were also called fairies. Okay. Um, these were the most rare and intelligent and magically inclined of elves who, it says here, they could live beyond 1,500 years, which... Was already stated that elves could live beyond fifteen hundred years, but, but I guess that was more like the average for them. Yeah, so I don't even know how long these guys max out at, but they Jesus. can live even longer. Then you have wood elves or sylvan elves who were less intelligent. Other varieties of elves, they're more prone to neutral alignments as opposed to like chaotic and good alignments, and they lived in the forest, as I'm sure Yay. you can imagine by the fact that they are called wood elves. Yay, what elves? Yay, Yay woodland races. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a nice little uh, grab bag of, of variety elves. Yeah, just like pick pick one. <laughs> it's like a it's like a set of like from like a gashapon. Oh my like you god! You just like get one and see which one you got. Uh, I love. I do love the variety that elves had. I do wish more more races had that kind of variety. Yeah, and it gets I even. Mean, 
gets even the better. only other race i can think of that has that much variety is actually just gnomes yeah yeah because they have a lot of like the sub races too i do wonder why they didn't go with that with other races though like the chieflings because humans really love elves Fair. Yeah. I feel I feel like there could be actual academic writing if it doesn't already exist. There could be actual academic writing duns on duns. Duns. I would duns. not be doing the academic writing as you can tell, but like there could be actual writing done on why humans are obsessed with are, like elves. Are largely favor elves when In- it comes to stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings, you know, Dragon Age. Why it seems like people always like elves more. I feel like there's something to that. I don't know what it is. Because I know it is my personal fantasy to be an elf, but I don't know why it's other people's. I think a lot of it is just with the natural beauty that elves generally come with. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, maybe that natural aspiration for some form of not immortality, but longevity. That might be it. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like elves cover a lot of bases because you have. Elves are naturally, like, you know, you consider elves are naturally beautiful by, you know, human standards, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and they're often associated with, with like, nature. They're often yeah. associated with magic. And, like, I, I do kind of feel that, like, association with, like, mystery and, like... Elegance. Uh, yeah, that, that all the, a lot of things that people kind of aspire to be. Yeah, and they also have pointy ears, which is cool. <laughs> That's true. I do wish I had pointy ears. Yeah. So across the board, they possess infravision, which is the ability to see in the infrared spectrum. Right. And also they could see in the dark, you know. You yeah, know, naturally. Naturally. And they also, I don't know if you guys are very familiar with this ability, but um, they don't sleep. Yes. yes. Okay. I figure. I thought you might be. That is still a thing today, I believe. Yes. yes. They don't technically sleep. Is it still the whole, well, I'll just let you go. Yeah. What what it was called is um it's called they trance. Um this also referred to later at some point as reverie sometimes. Or meditation, I believe. Or meditation, yeah. Yeah. So basically meditation. like an, an elf when they need to rest, they'll sit there or like they'll lay there and they'll kind of do they'll kind of do an aboleth moment a little bit while they're they will like go and just like pick through their memories. And things Aww. like that. They sit there and think about things. Hmm. And that's their version of resting. And on average, it takes less time. It takes like four hours instead of having to sleep for eight hours. Which, can I just say, I wish I could do that. Same. Like, just sit there. Do you know how much shit I would get done if I could do that? Like, if I could get a full rest in four hours. I was going to say. I mean, I can. benefits from the full rest. Well, okay, I can. I just can't do it every day. And I have to be assisted by caffeine after I take that four hour rest. But I can kind of do it. I don't think that counts. Yeah, it doesn't count. No, it totally counts. Leave me alone. Because unless they're doing like skooma, I don't think elves are. Let's just blend all of our fantasy. What what has an elf? What has an elf? Uh, World of Warcraft. Every fantasy thing has an elf pretty much. I was thinking about World of Warcraft does also have the separation between like the spirits in elves versus all others. I did not know that. Because when like a human or a gnome dies, they're you run around as a ghost to get back to your body. Yeah, I did I did know that. An elf, if you die as an elf, you're a little wisp. Huh. Yeah. 
I have not floats around. I have not played enough World of Warcraft to know that. (laughs) Um, Also, just a fun little tidbit about um, when elves trance, they do it with their eyes open. That's spooky. (laughs) So, like, you've got your human, you've got your human party member that, like, they wake up in the middle of the night because they had a nightmare or they heard a noise or something, and then there's like their their elven compatriot just like leaned up against a log, just like. Big deer in the headlights eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're just like lean there, like they got their hands folded on their stomach, you know, looking like they could be sleeping, but they're just like stock eyes still. wide open, thousand yard stare at the moon, <laughs> and it's just like, Vandriel, mm. are I, you okay? <laughs> See, I was gonna make the like, I'm y'all. I'm playing an elf in our next campaign. I'm rolling with this. I'm gonna start freaking people out. It's gonna happen. Oh boy. <laughs> You're giving her ideas. Uh oh, but yeah, no. That just that mental image is just like too too good. It's too good. So also as of as of this, you know, elves largely. Wow, I cannot speak. Elves largely worship the Seldarine, right. which is the Elven pantheon headed by Corellin L- Larethian. <laughs> I almost said Lavellin. Um, oh, with the uh, <laughs> I'm just mixing up all my elves today. Um, with obviously the broad exception of Drow, who worshipped Lolth, Lolth, and largely various gods of the Dark Seldarine, though mostly Lolth, mostly Lolth. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, but you know, and there were there are a lot of other like minor Seldarine gods. gods. Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, I recall elves fucking love Corellin. You know, elves do love Corellin. I mean, like I I'm not saying this to be nasty, but like he's their dad. Yeah, legitimately. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they no. revere him as their father. Yep. I mean, he is like the father of elves. Elves. He's like the everything. So, you know, these these sub uh, races existed in pretty similar incarnations into third edition with the addition of the wild elves or Grugach. These were elves who lived in smaller, isolated tribal kind of bands, mm-hmm. and they were considered savage by other mm-hmm. more refined elves. And wouldn't you know it, they are... <laughs> They're the first kind of subspecies of elves that's put out there that were said to have dark complexions. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought that they would pick the wild elves to be the first uh, people that was like, yeah, these elves can have dark skin. That's cool. Just got to remind myself it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, but... Got to remind everybody that it was a different time. They're here. Don't get mad at us. Grugach are here. We're, trust me, we, we, we're with you. We get it. Then there were also the mist elves or the Dowin. Who? Dowie. Ooh, that's a fun name. I'm also just the the usual pronunciation disclaimer. I'm we, trying my best here. Elves are hard. elves, man. Dude, elves have such weird fucking names. So the mist elves were the Dowing. Yeah, um, and they were described as proud warrior poets, Ooh. which is like so good. proud warrior poets. Okay, can I just say I got the most like. Deep down Celtic call with that that vibe yeah. that the energy coming off of the name and the descriptor. Like I'm just picturing elves running through the Scottish Highlands like, writing poetry. So so see here here's my <laughs> unicorns. Here's my question. Yes. When they refer to as warrior poets, are they warriors and poets, or are they literally poets that just fight with their words? Yes. I, I think the former but the latter is a very like compelling character concept. Both. Why not both? It could be a bard. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. A um, Dowin elf bard. Yes. Um, and these these people, the mist elves, 
were considered to be rare and mysterious even to other elves. Ooh. Like, I'm just imagining this, like... My my visual is almost like a like a samurai yeah. kind of, and he's got like a scarf over his face, so you can't see like all of his features. And he just like rides into a village and like slays a monster, and then just like rides away into the mist. And then they just like find one poem that was written like at his yeah, they desk find, in the tavern. They find like a scrap of paper like flowing behind him in the wind, and it's like. It's like the end of the movie where, like, the character reads it and you don't see what's, like, on it. The audience doesn't. But then they just start crying because it's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, my oh God. My God. Um, These are all movies that would exist in, exist in, like, a fucking real, like, uh, modern setting D&D stuff. I'm just saying. Like, some fan fiction I've read. Like, if Faerun progressed to the point of technology that we have... There would be films like this. Uh, like, every film that we have referenced in the past, I don't even know, like, 20 episodes? I, I think we're... No, 18. I think this is 19. Yeah. Anyways, all of those... Exist. The movies that we have referenced, they have to exist in a modern favorite. Dude, where's Somewhere. my car? Okay, not that one. Not that one? Okay. And yes, this would be 18. Okay. Okay. So then we also have Sky Elves. That is exactly what it sounds like. They're, sky Elves. They're elves with wings. Oh my God. Okay, you know what? They're elven angels. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's funny because it was a little, because, you know, they had in there like, this is a Sky Elf. This is their stat block. This is what their culture's like. They don't know how they got wings either. <laughs> it literally is like that that nobody knows how they got wings. They just have them. They just suddenly sprouted wings. Yeah. It's it's cool. Um and also wanderer elves, which to me is is interesting because it well some of these and like I mean cuz then the Dowing have different stats and stuff too, but it almost sounds like Dowing and like wanderer elves would be more like this is just kind of like a cultural group as opposed to a subrace right. because it's like a vagabond race. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you're a like just a regular high elf, but then your parents kick you out and you wander around. Like doesn't that make you a wanderer elf? I don't know. Well, maybe it's okay, like I'm going to make this distinction. Maybe it's the difference between like a Romani and someone who just decides to like travel around and be a nomad. That's true. Like someone who goes backpacking in Europe to find themselves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like because like to find themselves because they got sick of all their parents' money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got too real there for a second. <clears throat> like cuz like you can be like, "Oh, I have a wanderer soul," but then like they're going to be like, "Okay, but you don't. You're you're still American you're, now." Yeah. Or, yeah, that's you're so still a, you're still a high elf, my dude. And the and the, you know, it's also I think similar to the the uh the wild elves a little bit, but it's like it is a separate culture. They just don't necessarily live in one particular place. Right. Mm. Anyway, I think now would actually be a good time to take a little bit of a break. Okay. Because as we move into 3.5, we're going to kind of reclassify elves under a new sort of group. And it's going to get kind of wild, kind of confusing. You mean it wasn't 4th edition that, that did it this time? I don't even know what 4th edition did. <gasps> oh, my. Oh I don't my. even know. Well, let's hurry up and do this so break. So we're, we're going we're gonna to take a break so I can prepare myself to uh, talk about this a little bit. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Elf episode. It fi it's finally here, y'all. About time. Listen. Uh, hey, I mean, I say that like a few weeks ago wasn't the tiefling episode that I've been teasing since yeah. episode like one. Listen, that's not the point. <laughs> right. Directed the point is her. she was the last one. 
to talk about her favorite. Yeah. And I had to break it up into parts. Well, fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really think that my, that Tieflings is the only one that really fits firmly in one episode. Yeah. Like, we can we can come back to gnomes later. But anyway. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It'll be there later. Follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram at Dungeonpedia. I mean, I say that we're Dungeonpedia everywhere, but... Yeah, we're, we've gotten pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we swooped in. I'm honestly surprised that Dungeonpedia was never a thing before. Me too. Uh, we... I, little insight into our history. We actually spent a long time trying to think of a name. And then when we thought about Dungeonpedia, I was like, this has got to be taken. It wasn't taken anywhere. Yeah, because and we had all had that moment because we had like a few front runners who were like, yeah, that's pretty good. But then like, I think it was you were the one that said Dungeonpedia first, I think. I think that was me. Actually. Yeah, that was no, him. it was you. Yeah, I, think I thought of it while I was talking to Matt at work, actually. And yeah. we were like, we like had a moment, at least I did, where it was like, yeah, that's it. And then we were like, oh, it's probably taken, taken somewhere. But it wasn't anyway. Anyway, uh, speaking of Dungeonpedia, we're also on Tumblr at dungeonpedia.tumblr.com. And all of our social media accounts, you'll find memes, teasers, general discussion, art, art, behind the, the scenes, blah, 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 behind the scenes stuff. Hey, hey, Taylor. What? You okay? What's our email? Is it also a Dungeonpedia related? <gasps> it is. It's dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Shocking. Wow. It's the best way to reach us outside of. Like, okay, it's the best way to reach us long form. Like, if you want to tweet at us, go for it. And, but, like, obviously, tweets are limited. To however many characters. Damn yeah. Twitter. Like, obviously, we'll probably get back to you faster if you tweet at us. But if you want to, like, get anything mean- meaningful, email. Now, if you want meaningful, go to our Twitter. And our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other ways to reach out to us, this isn't necessarily reaching out, but it's helping us. If you uh, rate us and subscribe us... Subscribe us. Subscribe us. <sighs> Subscribe us to your favorite Twitch channel so we don't have to pay Christ. for it. <laughs> One of these days. <clears throat> Let me try that again. So uh, go ahead and remember to rate us and subscribe to us on wherever you listen to our podcast on, whatever platform. Subscribing to us is better because you can get notified immediately if you happen to be awake when we update. Fairly our... early central U.S. time. Yeah, in... 7 to 8 U.S. time yeah. in the mornings. Whenever we feel on like Tuesdays, it. in on case Tuesdays. you haven't noticed that one yet. Yep, rating us just helps us to kind of get seen. Get seen. Yeah, we like all other podcasts do prefer to get a good audience going. Yeah, yeah the more audience you have, the more discussion you gotta have, and it, mm-hmm. it's a good way to like actually be able to get stuff going. And it's yeah. for other people too. You know, yeah, they scroll and they see a well-rated thing, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually good. It's not yeah. just something that's out there." Yeah, this is well-rated. I'm gonna give it a listen, and then they get hooked, and then they're ours. It's a public service, and I hope that we are putting out a quality product. And if we're not, you can let us know at our email. Yeah, or you can leave us a scathing review on please, that same. Please don't do that. <laughs> please, <laughs> no. Just, please just email just email us. us. If we do something wrong, email us first. We'll try to fix it. We swear. Uh, also, you can uh, just tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell the stranger that sits next to you on the bus without your permission. I mean, think about it. If okay, well, that's weird. Um, <laughs> well, think about it. Like, if you're gonna start watching a new TV show, you would prefer to listen to your friend tell you how good it is instead of the trailer. Yeah, or that person next to you on the bus. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. If they sit next to you without your permission, they deserve to be told, hey, you need to listen to this podcast since you're here. <laughs> That's how you get them to, like, 
stand up and go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) But then they'll think about it later. Hey, you know what? That just means that we're helping our viewers in more way than one. (laughs) Use us to get out of awkward social situations. (laughs) Big thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. It has been lovely so far, and I doubt that he's aware that we're using it. I hope he, like, even if he doesn't know, I hope he knows. But I feel like if he ever finds out that we're using it, that I hope we make him proud. Yeah, because it was... It, it was so good, and good we got lucky when we stumbled upon it. I think we've uh, taken up their time enough. And yeah. let's face it, everyone wants to get back to elves. Elves. Yeah, I have some more to work through Yeah, before I, <laughs> I have to start working on part two, because so there's more. Let's go oh. ahead and uh, get back to that so you can work more on elves. Okay. Yes, please. I'm dying, and I'm... Don't die. Don't do that. Okay, well, I, I, I want to know more about the elves. Okay, well... Here we are. More more elves. More elves. There are even more. So, as of the Player's Handbook and Monster Manual for 3.5, most elf subraces are categorized under the name Telquisir. I don't know if either of you have seen that kicking around. Uh, Yeah, I always pronounced it Telquisir. Okay, because I... (laughs) I actually have not seen it, so I don't have an opinion on how it's pronounced. But as per, yeah, as, as per the pronunciation of that word, I googled it. And as with many elfy type words, or many words in general, like long words in Dungeons and Dragons, I got five different answers. Naturally. Naturally. From a, a Reddit thread. Which, thread? like... I don't know how It is cool, but also, like, I want to know the damn pronunciation, but also yeah. I appreciate how everyone's like, pronounce can... it however you want to. This is Dungeons and Dragons. It's great. It's however you want it. It's yeah, like, but I also want to know how the yeah. creators originally meant for it to be pronounced. Yeah, like, like yeah. this pronunciation, like the little pronunciation charts from like 5th edition that taught yeah. me how Aseric was pronounced. Yeah. I want one of those for this. You mean Aseric? <laughs> Aseric. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I like Telkasir better. Like, I like when Qs are hard Cs. Yeah, same. Personally. So we'll just say Telkasir, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah. Eh. I'm sorry. But also, I, if if you do know for 100%, I would like know. to know how it's actually supposed to be pronounced. So, you know, elves, by and large, are categorized on Faerun, well, Abertoral, but, yeah, you know, as Telkasir, mm-hmm. which contrasts with Eldrin. Because for now, until I specify otherwise, when I say Eldrin, which this will probably be the last time I do... I'm exclusively referring to the celestial fey creatures right. who live in the fey wilds. That'll make more sense later. In any case, the various like Telkasir people started crossing over from the fey wilds, which at that time was known as fairy. Yeah. Uh, beginning twenty five thousand years pre Del Reckoning. Yes. So, <laughs> a long, Damn. a long time ago. That is a long freaking time. If I recall, that is pre-Wolf's Fall. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes, it is, actually, because they do talk about Wolf in this. Jesus. Um, so the first were the green elves. I'm not sure if they were green, if they were actually green. I hope so. They were kind of more earthy. I recall that. Yeah. The, the, if they were, had a lot of green, like, If they accents. were called green elves because they were more associated with nature. Anyway, okay. so the first are the green elves. The Avariel, which is another name for sky elves, who, as of the time you would be playing a campaign in, are mostly extinct. So because of their 
basically extinction. They're kind of not classified with other Telkasir. Mm. And then the Lothari, who were elves that could transform into wolves, they weren't lycanthropes because they didn't transform into like a werewolf kind of thing. They didn't have a half it state. Was just it was more wolf. like a shifting into a full wolf thing. Yeah, it like, was more like, like a shapeshifter. Yeah, it was so, like they were all druids who could only wild shape sh- into wolves. Shapeshifter elves. Yeah. But um, wolf shapeshifter. But as of campaign time, they're not classified with Telkasir because they're considered to be something entirely different. But they're basically elves who can transform into wolves, which is really cool. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I'm really into that. Um, then at some time later were the elven people who would become the drow. Okay. Which, so at that the, point they were just referred to as dark elves, yeah? Yes, they were okay. just the dark elves. Um, then came the... Wolf's s- chosen. Yes. Hmm. yes. Or actually, I'm sorry, Arashni's chosen. Yeah. Arashni. Yeah, that was such, that at the time. It's just such a fun name to say. I know. it is. A, they, like, they have some really bad names, but they have some really good names. They do. They really do. Then came the sun elves and the moon elves. Yes. And then finally, the aquatic elves again. Are they still like elven mer people? Yeah, basically. Okay, which is like is so cool. Like that's bizarre to think about, but I like it. Yeah, seals are like dog mermaids. Uh, These are elf mermaids. Those are elf mermaids. (laughs) Dog mermaids. They look like dog mermaids. I love seals. This episode isn't about seals, but we might do an episode about like selkies. Ooh, yes. Anyway, this anyway. episode isn't about selkies either. Then over the many millennia that <laughs> followed all of these people crossing over from the Feywilds, they started doing, you know, they did they did stuff, you know, they raised up kingdoms and, you know, established societies and had border skirmishes and stuff Naturally. until negative 17,600 DR. When the first sundering happened. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't yep. remember the detail to which you described the first sundering in the Lolth episode. I pr- kept it pretty bare minimum. I just t- kind of talked about the aftermath and yeah. like um, the reasoning behind it. So basically, to sum it up briefly, what happened was is that a bunch of powerful elven mages tried to use magic to create what they thought was going to be a grand elven homeland. But instead, they fucked everything up. Yeah. They and, wanted to be free of the Dark Elves. And, like, and, destroyed, yeah, like, the, half of the fucking The earth. supercontinent. Yeah. yeah. Broke it into a bunch of different continents, killed a lot of people, destroyed a lot of cities. The Isle of Evermeet was created. Yeah. It was uh, implied that Corellin... Which we'll come back to that later. Uh, ...decided to help them. Yeah. So, the first Sundering happened. Cool. So, now we have continents. Um, the Yay. largest, the largest of which is Faerun, which is where the majority of stuff uh, happens. Forgotten Realms campaign settings occur. Yeah, that's right. where the majority of stuff happens. Because Faerun is fucking big. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's and, cool yes, it and is big, huge. So that happened, and then in negative twelve thousand dr came the first of the Crown Wars. Yay! Which basically started as. The sun elves picking fights with the green elves, you know, as you do. Yeah. Hey, you're green and ugly. You know what? That actually does sound like something a sun elf would say. Because yeah. sun elves are the the haughty kind of bitches. Yeah, they're bitches. The, the sun elves are what you think of when you think of like the snobby high, high school cheerleader. I was going to say high elf stereotype. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I might remove that. 
But they're the they're what you think of when you think of the stereotypical haughty elf mindset. Yeah. Um so through through this, the green elves lost pretty much all of their territory and scattered, which eventually would come back and create more elf races because of this. Mm. Right. Um so the green elves who remained isolated post Crown War um became the wild elves, so the Groot yes. got your back. And then some also crossed into kind of various sun and moon elf territories and had sex with them, <laughs> which created wood elves. Yay! <laughs> Interbreeding. Uh, selective breeding. I mean, I don't necessarily think it was that. I think it was literally it was just elaborate. falling in love and yeah. having children. GMOs? <laughs> Say, say no to wood elves. Say no to GMO. Oh, no. Genetically modified. Organisms. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. They are. Yeah. They are an organism, technically. Yeah. yeah. GMOs are fine. Another another notable event was the Fourth Crown War. They had a bunch of these. Uh, yeah. This this comes back to, like, the, the whole idea that I think was pushed even more earlier on, but still, I think, kind of exists that elves are, like, looking down on other races for their, like, short-term thinking. Yeah. And things like this. But, like, these people were at war for thousands of years. <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, oh, these stupid, simple humans. The only reason that elves are able to think like that is because they already went through all their wars and shit. So they're like, why isn't everyone on the same page as us yet? Because you already done did your wars. Let everyone else get their shit out of the way, too. For, like, 5,000 years you did your wars. Um, so My dur- God, selfish. God. So during the Fourth Crown War, Corellin transformed the Dark Elves into the Drow as punishment yep. for the cruelty of the kingdom of Illithir. That's how you pronounce it right? Yes, Illithir. Well, that's how you pronounced it. That's how I pronounced it. That's that's our... that's our Official uh, Dungeonpedia pronunciation. LLC. Illithir. Illithir. Um, so he transformed them into the... Dar- into the uh, excuse me. Transformed the Dark Elves into the Drow... You know, they got driven underground. Lolth, like yada yada. Lolth happened. Lolth was there. <laughs> you know, as she is. They had signed their souls basically to a pact with a Baylor. So, as you do. And then in the fifth and final crown war, the Seldarine found the Vishantar, which is the name of the lords of the Sun Elf kingdom of Arivandar, which I think is a good elf name. Yes. Like, it actually just- kind of. The Rivendor? Uh, Rivendor. Uh, Rivendor. Yeah. How is that spelled? Because it kind of sounds like Arvandor. A-R-Y-V-A-N. Oh, no, I think the double A is in the middle. No, that's Vishantar. A-R-Y-V-A-N-D-A-A-R. Okay, so it is supposed to be kind of reminiscent of Arvandor, which I believe is the or where the elves originally come from and where Corellin lives. It makes me think of Rivendell from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Because it has, well, it has a similar, like... It does. Flow to yeah. it in the way the words similar are. similar mouthfeel. Yeah, very similar mouthfeel. So he found the Vishantar, because what happened after the drow thing happened... Right. ...is that Corellin brought together, the, you know, the elven court to basically try to find someone to put blame on. Yeah. And he found the Vishantar to be culpable. So uh, he destroyed them. Oh. He struck them down. 
Sure, that's one way to take care of that situation. Which I may be, I may be misinterpreting that, but but to me, it did very much feel like they wanted to find someone to be culpable, right? And you know, they decided. Which I mean, to be fair, if it's going to be anyone, it's probably going to be the Sun Elves. But yeah, you know. So he found them to be culpable and struck them down. Cool, cool. Um. So then, sometime later, was the titular Dill reckoning, which has more to do with the calendar. Right. Than the elves. But basically, it's the erecting. I did not write the word erecting in this. I wrote a different word. Um, of a standing, and I realized that was not the right word, of a standing stone as a symbol of peace between the elves of Cormenther, which, dear God, could be its own episode, will probably be its own episode in the future. But basically, Cormenther was a powerful, prominent elven kingdom okay. that existed for a long time. And the humans of the Dales. Basically, they were like, okay, yeah, we're cool with you. You can go settle in these lands here. Mm. And we're going to put up this big rock to show we're friends. And that was the start of Zero DR, which, you know, obviously DR is the calendar used mostly in Faerun. Yeah. Like, most widely. Then the Reckoning happened. Yay! Yay! Yay, Reckoning! Reckoning. Yeah, that sounds more ominous than it was. It honestly sounded like what the first Sundering was. Yeah, like, Dale Reckoning sounds like this horrible, horrible catastrophe that, like, befell the lands and changed the landscape forever. And what was it? It was just a handshake. Some rocks. Some and rocks. And then the Dale Reckoning happened. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I would be watching a documentary and that would ha- that voice would come over right before it just showed, like, a big explosion and destruction. But then what it actually is is, like, then the Dale Reckoning happened. And then it cuts to, like, a human and an elf, like laughing over like some wine <laughs> wine and cheese it wasn't as serious as it sounds <laughs> that's when we got our new calendar nice nice Suck calendars it. so anyway anyway and, and <clears throat> like the thing is is that i i feel like this is very cherry-picked i'm glossing over a lot of stuff that happened right but i mean time constraints i mean time constraints you mean you guys didn't want to sit here for like six hours? I mean, I'm okay with it. Why you just as long listen? as we get food in between at some point? No. Oh, we're sitting here the whole time. No food, no bathroom breaks. Only elves. Well, I'm glad we have bottles in here. Oh, <gasps> ew, ew. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have specified nope, no bathroom breaks. I did. I did kind of open the door. A you little did. Bit. <sighs> well, you didn't mean. Doesn't mean you needed to walk through it, Travis. Anyway, so the kind of last piece of big elven history i'm going to talk about is the today is today (laughs) oh i meant talk about today but continue (laughs) is um the beginning of what was called the retreat which is kind of exactly what it sounds like so you know the elves kind of they've had a lot of shit happen to them yeah there are thousands and thousands of years of having kingdoms you know, they would go, they'd go to war with each other. They'd be attacked by goblins and stuff like that. And eventually they kind of just got sick of it and were like, fuck this. We're going to go to Evermeet. Yeah. We're just going to like, we're having problems here. These other people don't like us. So we're going to leave. Once One source that I found noted that it was a decision sponsored by the Elven Council in like 1300 some DR. Sponsored by the Elven Council. <laughs> this message brought to you by the Elven Council. Anyways. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but also call us. Elven Council. Anyways, so it was an idea that was like 
They were like, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. That apparently only lasted for a few decades, but in Races of Faerun, it made it sound like it began in like 714 Dale Reckoning, after which the fall of one of the um, like notable elven powerhouse kingdoms happened. It kind of just was a moment where like they lost this kingdom and they decided they were like, fuck this. And they mm-hmm. decided they were going to go to Evermeet, which reached its height of population in 1344 Dale Reckoning. Oh, which that makes more sense to me because yeah. I could see this grand retreat of the elves happening over like 500 years as opposed to like 30. Yeah, it, that fits more with the elven scale of things in my mind. Yeah, like. A fucking 30, moving in 30 years is kind is kind of like, like it's kind of like the equivalent to like a human five, I guess. Yeah. And like, it wouldn't feel like as big of a deal in like the, like five years on, on human scale is like, it's decent size, but it's like a blip when you compare it to the rest of your life. Yeah. And then like what you said, like the hundreds of years. That makes more sense. That me. makes more sense. That feels like it would be more of a big deal to elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, during this time, sun elf and moon elf populations on the mainland were like not. not. There were very few sun elves and moon elves left on the mainland as a result of this retreat. Like. Because they just all pieced the fuck out. Yeah. At, you know, 1344, Del Reckoning, mm-hmm. it's, at its, it's at its highest population because all these elves are just sick of other people. And that's actually roughly where we're going to kind of end. Oh, no. Because as we move into, like, stuff that was laid out in 4th edition, some stuff happens. You know, it's a very... I have a feeling I know where this is going, and I'm scared for the elves. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, where we're ending off today, Evermeet has mostly kind of fallen apart because, you know, they get attacked. And most recently, they've been sacked by drow. And the elven people kind of have this realization as a whole that, like, they can't just run away and hide from their problems. And and they have to get reinvolved in events. In the world. Of, of like, Toril at large. So that's where we're going to kind of leave it off. Hmm. They're going to go and do more things lately. And I have one more kind of quick footnote to talk about about the, about Telkasir elves and Eldrin. Okay. Which is to say that it's kind of confusing because okay eladrin are supposed to be well okay one thing that's supposed to fall into the purview of quote eladrin is quote high elves but these material throw around the word high elves a lot yeah and also that eladrin are supposed to be kind of the uh ancestors of elves yeah and that they're supposed to be a mysterious split that happens somewhere and, like, nobody knows where it happens, and nobody knows who came first. Even though it's one of those things that, like, if you insisted to, like, an Eladrin that they didn't come first, they would be like, excuse, excuse you, we came first. But then if you insisted to maybe some other variety of elf, they would be like, excuse, we came first, as you do. So, obviously, Eladrin can also refer to what I talked about earlier, which is the very magical fey creatures from yeah. the fey wilds. But also, some subraces classified under Telkasir are sometimes referred to or classified as being Eldrin. Like, Sun Elves and Moon Elves are supposed to be descended from Eldrin. And some actually specifically refer to themselves as Eldrin because they view themselves as the, the elf. They're the keepers of what it means to be an elf. Huh. But whether that has to do with an actual meaningful classification or, like, Sun Elf ego... 
is kind of <laughs> yeah because like let's be real a little bit so i think of it because you know telkasir is like you know the wood elves the wild elves right. sun elves moon elves yada yada but i think it might be and you someone can correct me if i'm wrong but i think it might be useful to think of eladrin and telkasir as like two circles in a venn diagram yeah See, Which I know you're, and this this I wanted to bring up because you're playing an Eladrin. In our next campaign, yes. Um, it, but this is also Eladrin in 5th edition. Yeah. So. I did lo- do some research into Eladrin in previous editions just because I wanted to look, like, like we've talked about in past episodes, I wanted to look for some inspiration in previous editions. Yeah. And I had not come across the distinction that you were talking about. What I had seen was that Eladrin were basically, basically Eladrin and the Telkasir, because that's where I ran into Telkasir, was doing research for the Eladrin. Mm-hmm. Eladrin and Telkasir came from the same place. They were both came from that, but Eladrin stayed in the Feywild. Eladrin were the elves that stayed in the Feywilds, mm-hmm. while the Telkasir were the ones who moved out. Yeah. So all of the elves that left the Feywilds and descended from them were the Telkasir, and all of the elves that stayed in the Feywilds were okay. the Eladrin. I See, don't know if that is actually the case, but that is what I found. Okay, and the little bit of peeking, because I was trying to figure out how I wanted to, basically where I wanted to stop. Right. <laughs> um, and some of the stuff that I read ahead on that I thought I might be able to include in this, like, would potentially support that. So, like, I do, I do think that is a is a meaningful distinction. Is a meaningful distinction, but unfortunately, they do throw around the word high elf a lot. Yeah, and I feel like they throw around the word high elf in a manner that's not exactly descriptive necessarily of the subrace high elf as much as it is just thrown around because. Yeah, because like, why not? This is you know. Or, or to, you know, be like, this is a, these are the sophisticated elf people. It's kind of like making the distinction between fae and archfey. Like, any creature that lives and has lived in the fae wilds is a fae creature, mm-hmm. pretty much, or is descended from, or any creature that's descended from fae creatures is a fae creature. Yeah. But, like, um, an archfey is a different thing altogether that tends to have magic and otherworldly powers. Yeah. And people tend to assume that when you say fey, you mean arch fey, but not all fey. Yeah, because I mean, you could make the case that like a like a half elf is a fey, or yeah. a gnome is a fey. Yeah, because they are fey creatures. Yeah, you know. So I think that I think that is a is a helpful to say like for now that Eladrin are the elf, and also you know you have Eladrins that are like the like noble Eladrin and stuff that are yeah. more even more powerful and more magically inclined. But I do think it, it is is right to say that Eladrin that I didn't talk about a lot in this episode are the elves that stayed in the Fey Wilds, which, spoiler alert, the Fey Wilds come back on the scene more later. And then right. Telkasir are the like ones that ventured into the Faerunian. I guess Faerunian's not really the right material plane elves. Yeah. Material elves. I'm a material elf in the material plane. <laughs> I like it. So we're, we're leaving off today with, with our Eladrin and Telkasir are different. And we're fairly sure how, but like. But it's also like. Not totally 100% sure that we're right on You how. know, who's the finger? Who's the thumb? Who's the rectangle? Who's the square? You know, it's all very elves, guys. Elves. 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 
are weird. Elves are weird. <laughs> they are like I love them so much, but good God, sometimes I'm There's just a and lot I think they're behind them. Yeah, and I think they're it's it's very their their long their longevity and the way that influences their perspective is very interesting to me. Not you know I will say not as much as the kind of half elf issue with that interests me. Yeah, because half elves are my favorite. But the idea of like how how your perspective is is warped by living so long and the fact that you see yeah. things in such a different way. I don't know. It's it's very compelling. And the fact that I like I know that there are elves just from my reading that can remember their pa- past lives at, at a certain point. Like, oh, that's neat. Oh yeah, like it's insane the amount of stuff that like goes all, all the history that just goes into day to day elven life. Yeah, and and the way that. It, it seems like there's their perspective is filled with like so many contrasting things that somehow like coexist. The like you know their their sort of lack of fear of death, but also their understanding of the value of their own lives. It, it it's interesting. There are a lot of like complexities and like it would seem like paradoxes, but they're really not. They're mm-hmm. just stuff that you wouldn't tend to think that are like cohesive. And like their their chaotic nature alongside kind of their almost like lacks perspective on things. Like they're not yeah. in a hurry. Like they're not in a hurry. Elves aren't in a hurry usually. Yeah. Very. Well, no, not when you live 1600 fucking years. I don't yeah. think they live 1600 years anymore, but still, when you live past 500, you really don't need to be in a hurry for anything. Pretty much. Yeah. God, can you imagine though, an elf who is in a hurry? Like how much shit they can get done? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even. It's crazy. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. We finally got our elves episode part one. Part one, but one out of like thirty. There are there's thirty. I know twenty five maybe. Yeah, I know that all of us could go on about our favorite race for ever, but for now, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr, wherever you so desire. At Dungeonpedia on all of those sources. Remember to spread the word to your friends. Just help us keep the ball rolling. Yeah. If you have any comments, especially to correct us or aid us in any of the questions we had during this particular episode. What's an Eladrin? No. I know what an Eladrin is. Don't tell me what an Eladrin is. <laughs> or uh, suggestions for a topic or what have you. Pronunciation. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, send us an email at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys once again for entertaining me <laughs> while I sit here and talk about elves and for hopefully entertaining me in the future when I sit down and do it again and uh, catch us next week here on Dungeonpedia for an episode that's not about elves.